0: Morning, everybody. Thank you, Anthony. I wanted you to just take your toupee down there and say to them, I brought my hair just to see what they would have I said. T- I told them about it. Yeah. But they weren't impressed. I like it. I'd, I'd have taken it. I'd have taken it. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Bye. Au revoir. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Wednesday morning. I know it's going to be a good day today, because every day is a good day. I woke up and I was in such a good mood. Bounced out of bed. If I was in such a good mood, I watered all the hanging baskets. Even, um, admittedly, I did get myself ready first. I watched a little bit of television. I always check the the, the television news just to find out if anybody's died overnight that I should be aware of. Just so by the time I come in, I think right, that's what I'm going to open the program with. Because somebody said to me the other day, "Have you got any idea what you're going to open the program with?" I had not a clue until I open up the paper and I go, "Oh, that's the story that leaps out." For example, they've already started rehearsing for the Strictly Dancing on Ice. And so far, they've managed to find an ex-prostitute, an ex-cokehead, an ex-actor, a couple of old has-beens. You know, they only need to book Ronnie Biggs and you'd have the complete set. And that's what they've got down there. Daniela Westbrook. I mean, dear God in heaven, the woman with so little talent, She shoved... Oh, Joe Swash has been declared bankrupt. Over a tax bill. Now, this is what really annoys me. These people earn fortunes fortunes, more than probably me and Amanda put together, well, maybe maybe not, uh, but probably Amanda plus two, and he's, and she pays her tax, and he's managed to not, not pay it. And you think, so for that you get declared bankrupt. What do these people do with their money? He doesn't spend it on clothes, because every time I've ever seen him, he's wearing a pair of jeans and a shirt. It's like looking at the pictures of, uh, Wayne and, uh, Colleen, coming out of the hospital yesterday, and I thought to myself, he just looks the same. He can't help it. He looks like Shrek. You know, we've got no idea what, what the kid looks like. Presumably it's got all the, all the bits and pieces in the right place. But then I looked at her, and I'm thinking, you're constantly photographed, walking out of shops, carrying all these clothes bags. When are you going to bloody well wear them, woman? Because every time I've seen her, it's the Croydon facelift, the hair scraped back, the Ugg boots, you know, the cheap variety, and... She's got legs on her like a sequoia, I'm telling you. All these people go, oh, she's so pretty. No, she's not. No, she's not. And and I just find it absolutely interesting that for se- she must have wardrobes full of clothes. What does she do, put them on and walk around the bedroom? Because I've never seen it. You'd think they'd be going, listen, there's loads of photographers outside. Do you think you could possibly do yourself up a little bit and try and look a bit feminine as opposed to looking like you're going to go and work on a building site? dear god in heaven you know he walks out they've got like a people carrier out there and uh, and he's carrying the ba- i mean he, he could have been carrying a sack of logs he's swinging it around in this thing i mean they, they all but sort of threw it into the back of the van it's ridiculous isn't it we're interested and then of course leicester square last night lights went on here st paul's and Oxford. oxford circus looked really good actually st paul's looked quite nice there's a venue i'd like to play and uh, they were all down there Bob Hoskins turned him on. Lovely Nicola was there. I saw her. Because they've got some girl who, who, who does the showbiz stuff on London. T- She's not very good. She's really not very good. Poor, poor soul. She just doesn't look right. Uh, but uh, when, when they go back to the studio, the, the two people who were presenting were more excited by the fact that she'd managed to hit all her out times. Because you know what they do? She'll be standing there going, so-and-so, so, and in her ear, somebody will be going, OK, ten, nine, and then when they get to one, you have to then back to the studio. And they were amazed she did it. I thought, well, I wasn't. It's what she's blooming well paid for. If she couldn't do it, she'd be kicked out and find somebody else. And well, then I had the misfortune to watch poor old Peter Ondrex doing a... Well, pathetic. No warmth. No nothing. Obviously more interest in how much makeup he can put on his face. And what the suit looks like. And but to be honest with you, it was a bit of a naff suit. And the one thing I hate about the Paul O'Grady show, because we love Paul, but he uses all these naff people who work on it, and they put them on screen. And not one of them is worth threepence, I'm afraid. Absolutely dreadful. Dreadful. So please don't let me ever present again. I think they've got different people next week who are, who are doing it. But there you go. 84850, steve dot uk. And then, of course, in Leicester Square, we had the Village Idiots. Uh, this is the uh, John and Edward, uh, known in their, in their village as the village idiots. Somebody said the only squeezing they've ever done uh, would be with hair gel. Never had uh, girlfriends. Please, God, they're not gay. Please, God, they're not gay. That would be funny. That would be funny. No, I think they just are a bit simple. Um, they can't help it. That's just what they are. No, no talent. They think that jumping around is sort of clever and funny. They nearly missed the film premiere because they were signing autographs. What a false sense this gives them of the world. They're going to go back home eventually, because at the moment they've obviously... I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, don't they go to school? Perhaps they've finished schooling now. I mean, do they have jobs? Have they ever had jobs? Have they ever actually done anything useful? Probably not. Uh, Are they just complete and utter prats? Yes, probably. Will they win? Dear God, I hope no. I hope no. How can you get Christmas dinner for three quid ahead? We've got another benefit fraudster to name and shame this morning. And uh, Colleen is quoted as saying, I won't spoil baby Rune. Lovely. Well, unlike Mummy and Daddy. Well, actually, more, more like Mummy, who just goes out spending... I think out of sheer boredom. I think out of sheer boredom. I've got no idea what they do the rest of the time. I just, I just want to see some of the clothes that the Roonies have bought. He just looks like a sack of potatoes. Doesn't matter what he wears. He looks like, you know... He just looks, just looks awful, I'm afraid. But never mind. It you know, doesn't matter. Does it? That's what they choose to do. What a waste of money, though. There's, there's a couple in the paper today. And they live in a council house. And we had this issue before... And the issue is that if you live in a council house, I always assumed, I obviously got it wrong, that you're there because of your financial means. You can't afford or you can't be bothered to actually save up like loads of other people and buy a house. You want to live in a council house, that's fine, like your family and the people before that. That's okay, that's cool. But then if your circumstances change and your financial circumstances are such that all of a sudden you've got a bank account with just under £4 million in it, You would think, unless of course you're incredibly selfish, that they'd bugger off and go and buy a house somewhere else. Nope. There's a couple. They've lived in their council house for 27 years. They won £4 on the lottery and they're not blooming moving. They don't want to move. The money will not change us. Now, that's fine. But what did you do the lottery for in the first place? The whole idea of doing the lottery and winning... Is to change your lifestyle, not to carry on doing the same blooming things you were doing before. So they're living in a council house, thus depriving a more needy family of living there. Well, apparently, according to the council, it's okay. They've they're they're a secured tenant, I think they call it, which means that they can stay there even though they've got four million quid in the bank. They could. What I would do is I would go round and physically throw them out. And give the house to somebody who needs it. There are people sitting there waiting, and here's a couple with four million pounds in the bank, and they're going, No, we like living here. Well, you're selfish. You're selfish. And somebody wrote to the local paper, and now quite a number of people have written to the local paper. Local council have defended them, saying, No, because they, uh, they have secured tenants' agreement or whatever, they, they, they can stay there. The money doesn't make any difference. What a stupid council. What a stupid, stupid council. Small wonder we're in the state we're in at the moment. God, blimey. Uh, I also, the other day, I'm afraid, I'm sorry to say it, I'm bored witless with seeing the McCanns on television. i really, you know, they get front coverage news on ITN, they get it on this and on that. They're not going to find her. I know that they have to cling on to that hope, but frankly. You know, we go back to that old argument, which you all kept raising last time, and I was being charitable and saying, well, if, 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 if... They were the ones who went off and left Madeline by herself with two other children. That they have to live with for the rest of their lives. That's their problem. That's their sort of Damocles. That's the thing that's going to haunt them. Now they're coming up with the fact that, you know, we will find this person, and the twins, their two children they've got left, are saying, we will find this person, and I'm thinking, what have you said? to them you know did you say mummy and daddy did a very stupid thing they went off for dinner with a load of friends and left you alone in your i mean they were lucky they didn't lose all three but as none of us were there we're never going to know in a million years what happened that night they don't know we don't know i just don't think they're going to find madeline McCann. put it this way so far we, we we've raided a gypsy family over in Croatia, because they had a girl who looked like Madeline. We've had various balmy people phoning up and giving people, you know, stupid, stupid things. Uh, They did find JC after 18 years. I don't think they're going to know... Yeah, but that's different. She was still speaking the same language. I don't think they're going to find Madeline McCann. I've got no idea who would take a child and keep her. Either a childless couple or, God forbid, anything worse, which we don't think about. But I can't help feeling that, you know, they're just... They're just on the television all the time now. What about all the other kids who go missing? There are other children, you know. Thousands of other children who go missing every year. They sit at home thinking, it'd be nice if we got some coverage. That's attractive, isn't it? Danielle Bucks decided not to shave the underarm hair. <laughs> God, know, it looks like a beard under her arm.
1: So she could get her yes. picture in the paper. I like the
0: other of have called her Thatch of the Day. <laughs> I think she realised before she went out. Shave yeah. under your arm, Danielle. She did that on purpose. Do so you she think? You think so? Yep. Oh, all right. See, not just me who's cynical. Yeah. Not just me. You pass it on. I pass it on I know. <laughs> you come in and within five minutes you'll be the world's biggest cynic. <laughs> Here are the twins. Never been out with a girl in their life. As I say, please God they're not gay. Although that, that would be the funny turnaround, wouldn't it, at the end of the day, if the twins turn out to be gay. <laughs> because I don't think they know how to well they don't know how to behave. As I said before, in their village they're known as the village idiots. They said they spent more time playing around with their hair. They're just they're just a bit simple. Simples. but then uh, <laughs> they could be doing the meerkats. But I just don't think. And they they sign autographs. What do they write on it? Uh, John and Edwards. You know, it's a bit stupid, really, isn't it? Because when they go back to Ireland, it's all going to finish, and they're going to have to go back to the real world. You know, doing whatever they do, whatever they do. I've got no idea. Some poor woman got beaten up the other day because she's a a, a goth, and uh, people don't understand goths. They do walk around, you know, wearing sort of long black coats and. Having their hair dyed different colours and uh, lots of eye makeup. This is the blokes. And they've got tattoos. This one's got tattoos all the way up her arms. She's got pink hair. She's got piercings everywhere. She's got them through her nose, through her. Uh, just underneath her nose, through the bottom of her lip, through the top of her nose. Now, I have to be honest, I always think, you know, great when you're young, it's being a little bit rebellious. But when you get to about 45, 50, you look a bit of a prat. You know, it's. you shouldn't get beaten up. We had this before. There was a girl whose boyfriend was beaten up, I think, and he died. And. Um, she was attacked by jeering yobs. Who are these jeering yobs that we got out there? And why why can we not sort them out? You know, this government has done so little to stop any attacks on people on the street. The the one thing that we don't seem to be reading too often, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, is attacks on elderly people. I know we get them, but it tends to be more youth on youth. You know, people kicking people or knifing people and you think to yourself, it's it's just got to that stage now where you want to do something. Over in Saudi, they're about to have their first crucifixion and beheading for a man who uh, raped some children. They don't mess about over there. He will be crucified and then beheaded with a professional executioner. They don't mess about, do they? Perhaps it'll come over here. Sixteen past five. <laughs> These are the headlines. US carmaker General Motors has scrapped plans to sell Opel and Vauxhall to the Canadian firm Magna. The company employs nearly 5,000 workers in Britain, mainly at Ellesmere, Port and Luton. Two men have been charged with the murder of Ben Gardner, who was on a Halloween night out in Sutton. The 30-year-old suffered fatal head injuries when he was attacked. And the Conservatives will outline their policy on Europe later, after dropping plans to hold a referendum on the Lisbon Treaty. More details on those stories coming up very shortly. First of all, it's the travel. We like to get you there nice and quick. Even if you don't want to go there, we're going to take you there. And with all the information (laughs) at his fingertips... You're going to force them. I'm going to force people. Force people. It's like if I see little old ladies standing by zebra crossings, I take them across the road. It's my Bob a job. But they love it. Uh, Well, they don't. They go, to. I was just waiting for somebody, a taxi. I don't want to be this side of the road. (laughs) Take me back. (laughs) Uh, Denham Green, the A413, (laughs) the Amersham Road. It's closed. 7.3. Morning, everybody. 5.20, nearly. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. I mentioned yesterday, and uh, Anthony talked about it as well, and the photos have been done. Uh, You can have a look at the photo session. It's on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and it's marked Behind the Scenes. It's on... The, when you actually get the, uh, the web page up, on the left-hand side, it's got behind the scenes of the photo shoot. And, of course, I was there first, so I get my first picture taken. And you can see me being made up, which I hated. And uh, having my jacket pinned. Anthony was quite right. They they do pin it. It's not so... It's it's not because the jacket's too big, because they did it to Andrew Pierce as well. It makes you look narrower from the back. So if the jacket's so... In fact, I had to tuck my shirt in. Something which I haven't done for about 15 years, I explained to the young lady. And, um... And then they, they pin it at the back so it gives you a shape, she said. I said, yeah. And the shape would be what today? <laughs> she said, in your case, conical. And uh, so, I, so I was pinned at the back just so it looks good. So when I bent over, all, all I could hear was ping, 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 which was lovely. Uh, I did see Alexandra Burke yesterday. She can't string two words together, can she? I mean, she's very sweet, but she can't talk like that. What? a little bit, a bit Michael Barrymore, in but she, she was a little bit like that, a little bit too sort of gushy, like, you know, I'm so grateful, like this, and I celebrate, did a roast at home, and I thought, hmm, isn't it funny, you get them in America, at least they can string two words together, our lot over here can't speak. Well, there's a few of them, but mostly, p- people can actually speak in America. We seem to be taking people from the streets, you know, and they, they haven't learnt how to speak properly. Yes, in America, they do tend to be a lot of trailer trash. But then you can see them. I mean, yesterday, they had a bloke on the Ricky Lake show. And he obviously fancied fat birds. So they bring out all the hefty hideaway birds who are looking for a man. And he sits there, and, and he gave each one of them a, a, a rose. No, it wasn't a rose. It was, um, I can't remember what they call the thing now. Anyway, it can be later. It was a flower. But, um, and, and they sort of came and said, oh, hi, you know, hi, gorgeous. You're the... I thought, you're that desperate, you'll actually go on television. And parade yourself up there, which is ridiculous, isn't it? Why would you want to go on television and start going, I'm terribly sorry, I'm single? Yeah, because you're fat, that's why. You're not going to get anybody when you waddle. And the worst thing is that they were wearing the tightest clothes. Because it's okay to be overweight, but you wear something, you know, a bit looser. I've noticed. No, it's not slimming to wear tight clothes. It just makes you look stupid. It's like a darts player. They stand there with their guts resting on their knees, you know, and they're there and you think, oh, blimey, fat boy, what do you do? Well, i just drink pints and throw darts at a board and that's about it. And these were, I don't know how you get to be that size. I've got no idea. But they always cram themselves in and into these sort of the smallest clothes possible. Even Peter Andre, and he's, he's not fat, he was wearing a shirt. He quite clearly looks in the mirror and goes, I love me. He quite clearly does it. It comes over in everything he does, because he's always trying to catch sight of himself on a monitor, which is a sign of a rank amateur. Uh, so, swash not awash with dosh, which is the uh, story in the paper today. Uh from EastEnders, but uh, his career, I think, was revived by I'm a Celebrity. Moved into a flat. What these? I still want to know what these people do with their money. These people earn serious money. He must have, you know, at one time, he owed the revenue £120,000. I mean, this is just... He must have earned a fortune. So he's had the money, and basically he's up against the wall with it. And that's what annoys me. Why can't they put it away? Because they're stupid. I remember saying years ago, you know, here's Joe Swash out at another club with yet another girl. And you think, you're being all flash, mate. You pay your dues. Everybody else has to and well do it. You learn. I'm not prepared to put up with any more of these stupid bankruptcies all over the place. Here she is, Wayne and Colleen... Nice, attractive. He's wearing like a puffer jacket and underneath that he's wearing his little vest and over the top of that he's wearing a rather naff shirt. She's wearing, I don't know, she just looks, you'd think they could have done her up, you know, they've got that much money. Bring in a makeup artist, you're going to be walking out and so, you know, at least make the effort, love. You spend enough money in cricket, why don't you start wearing some of the blooming clothes? surprised i haven't started giving it to you for free by now apparently who's that mark ronson isn't it he's the uh, the mixing dj he was embarrassed by david Williams the other day david walliams likes to pull people's trousers and pants off and he did it to mark ronson and mark ronson apparently wasn't happy which of course i always, it just makes me laugh and uh, and at the end david Williams said oh don't worry i'll, I'll listen I'll, I'll i'll buy the suit for you and he said don't worry i get them for free from gucci and i thought why would gucci give mark ronson free suit how desperate are they but anyway, of course he was embarrassed and there's loads of pictures in the paper about it as well, as well as the uh, the two gimps, here they are, the uh, the John and Edward Grimes, otherwise known as those two saddos. but they were all there. I bet the rest of the ex-factor go. Oh, we're really happy for them. Except Stacy wouldn't know how to actually string those words together in the correct order. <laughs> and uh, Lucy was out there, uh, Jim Carey He's put on some weight, hasn't he? Jim Carrey, I think, was down in uh, Oxford Street. But why they bring out the X Factor people, I've got no idea. Apart from the fact that everybody wanted to see them. I suppose because people haven't seen people before, you know. They, they sort of go, oh, look, they're on the television. Oh, my God, they're taller. I had no idea they were taller. Um, Ronnie Biggs, still living, surprisingly, isn't it? My God, that must be a miracle in the first, uh, first order. Uh, he's feeling so well, he plans to watch Arsenal play. I'm so happy for him. This, uh, this old crook... Uh, we're actually paying for, ladies and gentlemen. Another one who uh, wasted... Oh, he's been going for ages. In fact, it'd be quicker to run him over, to be honest with you, as opposed to waiting for him to die naturally. But he, uh, he's, he's being paid for. Why? I've got no idea. He's earned a fortune in his lifetime. He nicked a load of money uh, and then carried on ripping people off by people taking him out for dinner, giving him money for photos. He had a website where he sold all merchandise. I've met Ronnie Biggs, T-shirts and hats and everything else. And we're paying for him. Let the old crook pay for himself, I say. Not remotely interested in that. Kelly Brook attempting to act, I'm afraid. And, uh, of course, the reason she's in the paper is because she's gone topless. And that's the only reason. Nobody ever says Kelly Brook, great actress. They just go, Kelly Brook, bit thick, but, uh, but she's got great bazookas. So there you go. Here's the picture of uh, Mark Ronson having his trousers pulled off. He doesn't look happy. He does not look happy. He t- he's a bit serious, isn't he? He's a little bit... Irky, uh, a bit serious. But, uh, but at least we haven't got a picture of Peaches Geldoff in the papers. So that's good news, isn't it? Uh, which I'm quite grateful for. Uh, we will fight the man who took our sister Maddie. This is what the McCanns' twins are saying. So, uh, as they were asleep, uh, how do they know it's a man? They don't. We will fight man who took our sister Maddie doesn't sound like sort of a thing that's, you know... And uh, to be honest with you, I think we need to leave them to, to try and adjust to their life. There's a girl in the paper today. I was quite pleased about seeing this. I wish we had her name. She's in Newcastle. And the only reason I mention Newcastle is because our photographer yesterday, Kevin, was from Newcastle. And uh, she was caught out on the street. She's, uh, I mean, if, if I called her a slapper, I think you'll understand why in a moment. She's standing there, washing the pavement down. Why? Because she squatted on the pavement and urinated. So the police now go out, they catch these people, because it's a crime, and um, and they made her wash it down. She's standing there barefooted. She actually squatted on the pavement in front of people and urinated. You piece of filth. And luckily the police are there. They issue them now with a uh, with a fine. And, and they give them a thing and say, wash it down. So they humiliate them. I want a name and shame. I mean, what sort of person does that? answer this old slapper it's ridiculous isn't it and I tell you what there's one thing another thing that annoys me this morning whilst I'm feeling in such a good mood and I'm on a roll with it I remember years ago there's there's an old an old broadcaster the old Wogan and years ago his car broke down on the motorway so the local police in Henley drove him into his place of work not that the old Wogan hasn't got a few bobs stashed away and could have actually afforded to pay for a car? No, the police took him in. They actually drove, and I had this vision, and I've had this vision over years of sort of one morning my car not turning up. So going around to the police station and say, "Listen, I'm Steve Allen. I've got an early morning show to do on LBC. Any chance for lift in with a car? I know what the answer would be." So that's why I'm quite, I'm quite horrified that Shane Ritchie was driving to his father's funeral the other day, got caught up in traffic saw a police van, pulled over and said, listen, I'm trying to go to my father's funeral, and they drove him to his father's funeral. I mean, are we running two different societies here? Terribly sad that Shane Ritchie didn't leave him plenty of time to get to his father's funeral. If you remember, he didn't speak to him for years, and they only made up recently. But, I mean, so what? You're going to be late then, aren't you? I advise everybody now... If you think you're going to be late for a flight, phone up the police and say, listen, I think I'm going to miss my flight. Uh, can you send a car round to take me in? Because you took Terry Wogan and Shane Ritchie, so why will you not take us? It's just stupid, isn't it? That goes to prove that there are two different laws. One for them, and one for you. This is LB... Morning, everybody. Even more people listening to this programme, latest audience figures show we're up, 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 up which is fantastic. Biggest share in London at this time, bar none. Every radio station pales into insignificance. What you're all listening to? LBC. And why? as I get quite angry in the morning, when you have to put up with... You know, very sad, as I said before, that Shane Ritchie was going to his funeral, his dad's funeral. You leave early. You get there in plenty of time. I'm sorry, I see this as a flagrant abuse of the police system. Why was that that van able to go and drive him to a funeral service? What happens... Was it not on call-out for something else? We had a case, didn't we, a short while ago, of a police officer who took a car and put his blue light on. I often wondered about some of these blue lights. And, um to deliver a birthday card to his sister. And, of course, had an accident on the way there and killed somebody. You remember that one. He shouldn't have been, using the car, a flagrant abuse of the system. And I'm sorry, somebody who starts driving people around to funerals, they're not paid to do that. You know, it's kind of tough that Shane Ritchie might have missed his father's funeral. But that's his problem. Not our problem, I'm afraid. Uh, another one here. Uh, Yes, oh, that's right, James says, I see Ronnie Biggs is now well enough to go to an Arsenal match. I know, I Can any hope they score any keels over, but well, there you go. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Other stories in the paper today. Uh, this is a judge, uh, warning of the dangers of Facebook, urging parents to do more to protect kids. People think that they're actually talking to certain people, but it turns out they're not. It's, it's amazing how many fake sites there are out there, and how many devious perverts there are, parading through Facebook and Twitter and everything else to groom children. That's what they do. That's what they do. And people go, oh, it looks... Because you just don't think about it, do you? Somebody sent me a scam letter this uh, this week, which came from... I can't remember it came from. But we'd exposed it on Sunday when Darren was in. We knew about it before, and we had, uh, we had mentioned it. And it's where somebody says, oh, you know, you, you, we're trying to update this. You just need to input your email address and your password. No, none of these companies ever do it. But, of course, there'll be certain people going, oh, right, so I'd I, I better do that, hadn't I? And they do it. And immediately somebody's got all your details. I don't know why people bother. You, you can issue information till the cows come home, and then you know the terminally stupid go out there and just fall for it every time. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. It's it, well, they had they've had all these adverts running on the television with a lady went, "Oh look, Timmy," she says to her dog or cat or something, "We've won a holiday or whatever. We've just got to send off twenty six pounds." And so, of course, the more there was that lady, wasn't there? I? Mean, you'd think you'd realise, wouldn't you, after a while? And she got she got a letter. And it said, congratulations, you've won £150,000 on the Spanish lottery. The fact she'd never bought a ticket for the Spanish lottery didn't seem to enter into it. She just assumed she'd won, and the processing fee was £26.75. So because it's not somebody asking for £1,000, it's only £26.75, she sent off the money. Of course, they couldn't believe their luck, so they wrote again terribly sorry the company's been taken over. We're now looking after it, and I'm sorry your last fee. If you send us £13.50, we'll make sure that you're processed as soon as possible and we get your money to you. So, dutifully, she sent off £13.50. Her details were passed on to various other companies who thought, this is an easy one, can't believe our luck. £9,000 later, she's still wondering, and they had her her daughter, I think, was on television going, we tried to explain to her that... These people are just crooks. These people are crooks. Do you remember when people used to write to you and say, congratulations, you've won a car in our lottery? And they used to turn up here in Leicester Square. The other side of Leicester Square, there was a building, and it was timeshare. And there would be hundreds of people out there ready to claim their motorboat, grandfather clock. All you had to do was sign up. And some of these things, it was just a blatant rip-off. The other one that appeared in all the papers were the, um, the makeovers... And they had a picture of, you know, would you like a set of photos where you look gorgeous? And what they would do, and I can't remember what they were called, but they they operated, and they're still around London, and you would get a free makeover and pictures. And so people would go there, and what they would do is they would soft-focus you, they would do elaborate makeup, and your hair would be pinned back, and just because it was all done soft-focus. So they made you go from very dowdy to quite attractive. There would be queues of girls for this thing. What they didn't tell you was that, A, you couldn't take a friend with you, B, you couldn't take any photos home. You could buy the photos. So, and that's where, where the scam came in. And how much were the photos? Around £700. So for a quick photo session, these girls would go through and they go, that's, that's what you look like. Isn't that great? Oh, that's lovely. Can I take that home? No, you can't. You've got to pay for it. £700. No, the session was free. They got the money through the Because everybody's going, yeah, I look great. Uh, can I take that home? No, you can't. Well, how am I going to show people? Well, you buy it. And they went up to something like £1,500. It was, it was just, you know, and they were offering it free to everybody. The first 150 people who applied. In fact, it was everybody who applied got it for free. Everybody who applied. You know, lovely set of photos, but you have to buy them. And why is it you can't say something to somebody now without them going, I want money? There are people in the, in the papers today claiming that uh, because they work in a mainly male environment, the males were sexist. Tell me when they aren't. Tell me when they aren't. It goes on all the time. in But you get some people, oh, you're talking about my breasts again. And they call them bazookas or something. And I don't like that. And so, yes, but unfortunately, but why does money solve the problem? Look what well, exactly. So they leave there and they go do something else. Why does money seem to solve the problem? We want money. Where well, how much do you want? I want about a million. Really? What for? Well, hurt, hurt feelings. I went into deep depression. Oh, Christ, you want to get a life? You want to get out there in the real world? Go to some countries where, you know, you, you really do suffer. You know, just somebody saying, nice breasts, is roughly akin to somebody going, nice bottom, nice legs, nice skirt. I mean, it's, it's almost as if people don't want compliments nowadays. You can't, you can't say anything to anybody. If I come in and, and, say, and say to the producer, hey, great hair, great hair, great figure, great ass... You know, and, and you'd be going, hmm, thank you. Well, certain girls would. You know, and then all of a sudden you get somebody, if you give me money, that kind of makes it all right. Why? People put up with it all the time. Unfortunately, people are just a little bit too sensitive now. If I was sensitive to every time somebody called me a name, I'd have been out there and shot people before now. It's as simple as that. But you don't. You kind of turn the other cheek and go, ha, 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 ha. You know, and you laugh it off. But some people, obviously, are perhaps not made of sterner stuff, I'm afraid. George says the old crook comes from an era when they were just that, crooks. They had what present-day crooks would never had a code. Never beat up old ladies. Besides, these crooks of yesterday did real porridge. No sky or free holidays for them. Oh, that's what they said about the craze, didn't they? You know, the craze didn't actually go out and beat anybody up or kill them. It was just their own. So that was all right then, wasn't it? That was fine. You know, <laughs> both dead and both turned into puffs in prison. So, you know, that was... <laughs> both of them turned into puffs. Poo- well, of course, you, you know, you're in an all-male environment all your life. You know, Ronnie, of course, was, was gay throughout his entire life and liked the young boys. And, uh, Oh, Reggie, absolutely. Oh, Re- Reggie had lots of little boys in prison as well. Oh, God, yes. And that's, that's the thing, you know, you're in prison. You get kind of, you know, you sit there. What are you going to be waiting for? I think at one time one of them got married and then didn't get married and then something. And, uh, and it, it was different. You don't have people like that nowadays. Now you have people who sort of fight each other. Or you have a drugs war. There'll be a turf war over, you know, we want to control the drugs in this territory. How many people are on drugs out there, for God's sake? Answer, judging by Leicester Square this morning, probably most of them. Probably most of them. I don't know why. It's just people do that. Perhaps I'm a bit too old now. We were just saying, actually, Amanda was saying she was going to go out for, uh, for lunch and, uh, but it was at 3.30, I can't go out to 3.30, it's far too late, 3.30 for lunch, are you mad? The only time I could ever do that is, uh, is on a Friday, where I can do a late lunch, because I haven't got to, to go to bed at a particular time, and I haven't got to get up early on the Saturday, although this Saturday I have got to get up early, because I've, actually, no, tomorrow, what's tomorrow, Thursday? Because I was going to be doing something tomorrow, but I'm not now doing it, which is great. Today I've got to interview Sue Hansen. now, you remember Sue Hansen, Miss Diane, in Crossroads, never done any interviews, Never done any interviews, so I'm quite looking forward to this. So I went on to the Crossroads website. My God, I tell you, I remember most of the characters. It's amazing how much uh, a part of it. Shuey McPhee, all these people, you know, all oh, the the chefs. And, and I think Miss Diane married Vince, who I think was the postman at one time. And then uh, she was killed off with a brain tumour, and then Benny named a donkey after it. very bizarre. So we shall have a chat to her. Oh, the cleaner. Oh, Kathy staff. Kathy staff was one of the cleaners there. She was Miss Luke. Miss Luke. And there were various other people. It doesn't you go to the Crossroads website that you realise all that you think, oh, yes, I remember you. I remember you. I remember you. Good Lord, I remember you, definitely. And I remember David Hunter, uh, who was on there, and he was... He ended up going out with... In real life, actually, the woman, even though he was gay, he ended up... I know, surprise, big surprise. Big surprise there. Oh... Ruined that one for everybody. Yes, he lived with an antique dealer for most of his life, and the antique dealer died, and, um, and Ronald... I think his name was Ronald, somebody. Anyway, and then the woman who played his wife on television, they ended up sort of moving in together. And, uh, and they sort of... It's, I remember it, because everybody in the, everybody's going, oh, Lord, how unusual is that? Crossroads, the only programme that turns gay to straight. You know, <laughs> fantastic. A miracle of the First Order. And, um, and I was watching some of the, the episodes back last night... And people used to laugh about Crossroads saying it was wobbly sets. They weren't that wobbly. They really weren't that wobbly. It's just that because they had to learn it really, really quickly, a lot of people kept forgetting their lines. Audrey Roberts in Coronation Street is in some of the episodes I was watching. And, uh, and she talks exactly, exactly the same as she does in Coronation Street. It's just a slightly younger version. Really funny. And you watch it and she kept forgetting her lines too. But the worst one for forgetting lines was Amy Turtle. Amy Turtle was there, oh, I don't know what we're doing here today. And she, <laughs> she, this little dumpy thing, she couldn't remember lines for the, you know, and they, they, they'd bear with her until they go, oh, just move the shot away from her. Give it, give it, let's, let's focus on a carafe on the wine, you know, on the bar or something like that. It's far more entertaining than, I'm afraid, Amy Turtle. Very funny, very funny indeed. Here she is, we found her in the paper today. This is uh, Rebecca Burrows. She's our uh, crook today. She swindled on the dole. £7,000, but she was working as a pole dancer. My God, you've only got to look at this picture to realise there's some pretty desperate people coming to look at pole dancers now. And the reason she's stripped is because she needed to pay debts to her abusive former partner. So, uh, so that's how it went. Now she's working as a carer. Be very careful of her. She fiddles things. I mean, I mean, let's, so-so. So, so, but you can't swindle money, I'm afraid, whilst working no, as a pole dancer, just to pay an abusive ex-partner. So it's, that's you know... That's the care uniform, is it? That, is that's it? the carer's uniform, yes. But the trouble is, you see, she's going to encounter elderly people and they've got money and I always worry about people. I think, you know, hope somebody's looking after her. we looking after the, uh, the... She also said that her children could be taken away if she didn't fiddle. What a feeble excuse they come up with now. It didn't drive you mad. Most of you listening at the moment... Uh, you know, do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. And that's how it works. Unfortunately, there's those benefit fraudsters out there for whom it's a way of life. They don't think anything else. They just think it's quite normal. Don't forget, if you've just woken up, do have a look at the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and have a look on behind the scenes. It's the behind the scenes photos from the photo shoot yesterday. You don't see the finished result but you can see the conditions that I have to work under. You know, I have to trek to Hoxton, I have to go and get my picture taken, I have to have makeup put on, and all sorts of things like that. So if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can have a look at the pictures, and uh, make up your own mind. I think there's there's quite a few people on there. Nick's on there, and uh, David Mellor's on there, and uh, who else is on? Tom Parker Bowles is there, Uh, Andrew Pearce. Took him an hour to get there, poor soul. And Clive Ball's got to go back again. <laughs> he's, he's got to go back. It's because his didn't transfer to the computer. For some reason, it didn't, it didn't transfer. Don't ask why. Because what they do, they take, take all the pictures. And years ago, they would sort of pull the film out, get it developed. Now it's all digital. And they transferred it to the computer. And Clive, obviously a ghost, ooh, nothing there. So he's got to go back again. To have his pictures taken, but it's quite interesting behind the scenes. So you can have a look and see what we have to go through in the name of art, ladies and gentlemen, just to make ourselves look reasonably attractive. So it's lbc.co.uk, and you're clicking on behind the scenes. It's just on the left hand side. You'll see it to the uh, there's the a box in the middle, and then to the left hand side. There's about 36 pictures which uh, which A did yesterday. Quarter to six is at the time. News headlines. <laughs> These are the stories the owner of Vauxhall are scrapping plans to sell it to a Canadian firm. The takeover would have meant 600 job losses at Vauxhall sites in Luton and Ellesmere Port. The man, given the job of overhauling the MP's expenses system, will deliver his uh, report and reveal his recommendations later. The biggest Christmas light switch on in London has taken place. Oxford Street, Regent Street and St Paul's were all lit up simultaneously last night by the stars of Disney's A Christmas Carol. And here he is now, old Scrooge humbug himself. Oh, God bless us, everyone. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Denham green, the A4 and 3, the
1: amateur.
0: 97.3. Got a bit cross yesterday. I watched the news where they described Mike Tyson as boxing legend. I'm shouting at the television, convicted rapist, I think you'll find. Convicted rapist. Might have done a bit of boxing and wasted 60 million quid, because that's what he lost. Because luckily people took it off him. But uh, convicted rapist. I'm sorry, we don't forget that very quickly. And uh, he wasn't very happy and didn't want to talk about that and was being a bit difficult. And, you know, any man who's got a tattoo on his face is quite clearly cracked in the upstairs department. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? Uh, well, as stupid as Danielle Westbrook, who's wasted most of her money, of course, but now she's clutching at straws, so she's going to be dancing on ice. Oh, my God, Miss Misery Face. She looks like an in a pumpkin inside out, I'm afraid. She's got that... It's like somebody's going... <laughs> Back comes the face again. Um, she's out of EastEnders at Christmas, of course, and uh, not before time. It just doesn't, it hasn't worked. You know, it's it's no good bringing people back because the the audience, we know what goes on. You can't just go, oh, by the way, here they are back again. And we go, oh, that's fine, because it, it isn't fine. So they're going to stick her in Strictly Come Dancing on Ice, or whatever it's called now. Sorry, Dancing on Ice, coached by Jane Torville. So you've got to put up with her. I mean, it's a real boring selection this year. OK, this is, this is the selection for Dancing on Ice. Brace yourself for a whole pile of non-entities. Danny Young. OK, remember? Ooh, let's cast our mind back, shall we? Danny Young. No, for most of you, no good at all. Uh, he was in Coronation Street. But he's not been in it for the last three years. He's not been actually doing anything since then, so presumably this is his little sort of trial at, at comeback. And, uh, he's only 23. You know, you can imagine your career being washed up at 23. Uh, also signed are Keely Bryan. Kelly Bryan? No, no idea at all on that one. Apparently, ex-eternal singer. No idea. No, doesn't mean a thing to me, I'm afraid. She could walk in this room, start naked now. Please God, she doesn't. And, uh, she's on it. Uh, Jeremy Sheffield, former Holby's. Have you noticed they're all former something? In fact, they're what's coming all known as unemployed... Uh, Daniela Westbrook, Sunita, oh, God, dear. Paul McCartney's ex, Heather the Dreary, I'll make this story up, Mills, uh, and, uh, Tanner, who is Gordon Ramsay's, uh, wife. They also say Peter Shilton and Emily Attack, the in-betweeners, actually, I've never even heard of her. Emily Attack, who's she? I mean, you, you begin to wonder whether or not somebody said, listen, I'll give you, I'll give you some money, can you put her in it? And people go, Who is she? I don't know. 19 years old. uh, Two months away is when you all start seeing it. Sounds boring already. I think I might actually give that one a miss. Not really interested in any of those people, I'm afraid. I never know half these people are on the television. I know some of them. I I recognise their their sort of names. But then they they stick them on the television and we all go, oh, right, you're a star, and they all start behaving like celebrities, which is just dreadful. Eve says, listening to you talk about um, uh, Madeline, how many of us left the children at Butlin's at night even leaving a white nappy hanging on the door... Uh, as the people walking around checking on crying children could see, there were young ones inside. Doesn't uh, bear thinking about these days. See, that was that was the difference. It's the, the worst thing about the McCanns is that they should not have done it, and they know that. But you can't turn back the clock. How wonderful to be able to go and turn back the clock, and things would be completely different because they probably would have done what most families do. And I say most families because we do it as well with the with the children when they were very young. They sit there in their push chairs or whatever, and if they fall asleep, they fall asleep. Makes no difference. At least they're out and you remember yourself as a child. Just the, the very action of being in a restaurant and the noise and the smoke which it used to be. You'd sit there and you just you could feel your eyes going. And it was such a lovely feeling and they sort of nod up again. I was watching a film on the television the other day, it was the first thing that actually made me laugh out loud, since I saw Jordan losing a temper for the about the umpteenth time. But this was <laughs> This was a film about, it was obviously just a little clip, and I can't remember which programme it was on, but it had meerkats, and no matter which way you look at them, they all stand up, and they learn from a very early age to stand up, and there was a couple of young meerkats. They can't have been any more than about a couple of months old, and they were standing up, and one of them couldn't keep awake, and so you could see his eyes going, and then he just fell over, and then he sort of pulled himself back together and stood up. Obviously, the rest of them are going, listen, stand up. If you're a meerkat, you've got to stand up. And so every time he sort of stood up, his little eyes started uh, started going. Okay. Oh, lovely! Oh, it's good. And, and and then he fell over again. And then he just decided to go to sleep. It was the fun. It actually had me laughing out loud at the television. And I don't do that very often. I really don't. Apart from watching Natasha Kaplinsky struggling through the news. God, she's the worst newsreader I've ever seen. She obviously clearly thinks she's fantastically gorgeous and attractive, whereas all I'm thinking is, just tell me the news. I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to sort of sit there studying your eyeliner and your makeup, and thinking how long were you in makeup for? You know, I'm, j- I'm really not interested. Just sit there and impart the news to us, like the rest of these people. But they have to—they have to sort of add a touch of spin, don't they? Ridiculous. Daily Star today: uh, immigrants wanting to stay in the UK were issued with new rules yesterday. Learn English, obey the laws, and pay tax. But most of them did that anyway, don't they? Mind you, I do. I have seen some people. And, uh, and they make no effort to learn English. No effort whatsoever, which does seem a little bit pointless. I'm looking forward to seeing the Christmas lights. I might go and see those a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Guy Ritchie's pub could be forced to close. I think highly unlikely. And uh, Jeremy Clarkson has revealed plans for a silent Top Gear show to stop it offending people. I wish you'd just go away and stop offending people. I'm bored with Jeremy Clarkson. Nothing worse than an old man who seems to think he's like middle 20s. I'm trying to, you know, it's it's just a bit sad, I'm afraid. And as for that, um, who's that Hammond bloke? Written another book this time. He was on, plugging it on the television the other day. Nothing worse again than sort of seeing a middle-aged man wearing jeans. At least make an effort to dress up, for goodness sake. Uh, like uh, Christiana Ryanov. They were helping raise cash for war heroes. And um, it's an £80 poppy made of crystals... And so they go, who, who, who can we actually get to launch this, uh, this, this poppy? And I'm thinking, you know, Dame Vera Lynn. I'm thinking of Catherine Jenkins. No, they get Christiana Ryanov. This is the one who's sort of done the rounds of the people on Strictly Come Dancing. Next two, wait for this one. And by God, it's looking as ancient as hell. Lizzie Cundy. Who's that? Is, who the hell's Lizzie Cundy? Exactly. Some way past her sell-by date wag. They say here that, um, she's 37. She looks about 60 in this picture. Go home and stay there, love. We don't know who you are, but for God's sake, stay at home. Just an embarrassment. Just an embarrassment. Uh, the X Factor twins, John and Edward Grimes, are hiding a bombshell sex secret. They're still no virgins. Which actually, to be quite honest with you, I'm quite grateful for. Don't you think so? Don't anybody... Because I've often wondered, actually. I thought, I'm waiting for the first person to come forward to say, I went out with them, but nobody's going to be that stupid, are they? Nobody's going to come out and say, I went out with the, with the village idiots, I'm afraid. Jordan's fella, Alex, says, um, I think because I cross-dress I might be getting death threats. No, it's because you're stupid. That's the only reason. A, nobody cares less whether you want to put on silly makeup and dress up like a girl's blouse. Nobody... You can do whatever you like at home and prance around in a pair of oven gloves, as far as I'm concerned. I'm really... Just stay at home. In fact, you and Lizzie Cundy and quite a few other people could stay at home. I wish Peter Andre would stay at home. I'm s- they should all go and live together in one big house. Let's go just stick them all in there. I'm so bored with these people. How can Ronnie Biggs get benefits when he never paid national insurance? Don't ask me. As I say, do you think the other people at home are going, oh, we're so excited we've got Ronnie Biggs living amongst us. Wait a minute, watch your wallet. Watch your wallet. You know what he's like. Convicted thief. He'll steal from anybody. Uh, Diego Maradona snubbed a bunch of slumdog-style street kids. They spent their life savings on a birthday cake. And uh, it's a lovely cake, if you like this kind of thing. And uh, the Indian youngsters have saved up the cash that they begged from passers-by. And they heard he was coming to visit. And so they splashed out £200 on this cake. And um, he uh, he refused to taste it. But there again, you see, I'd refuse to taste it. I'd be going, I can't eat that. It's all, it's all I icing. No, you can't even pretend. Well, how would you pretend? You can't be going, yum, 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 yum. You're not eating it. Yum, 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 yum. You're still not eating it. I don't like it, all right? It's full of icing sugar. It does look nice. The trouble is, he's on a strict diet, and if you're on a strict diet, you can't eat certain things. You know, in my case, it's fish and chips. Why? Because it's swimming in fat. It's grease. You know, apparently lots of girls lust after JLS every day. Hello? Anybody around there? They could be number one this week. And, of course, it's like a roller coaster ride, isn't it? It's just, oh, amazing. You know, we get mobbed by girls, we have to kiss them, put our arms round them, and, uh, and then we get to, you know, to mime on the television, and then we get to turn up and we get to sing in Leicester Square, and that's, like, cool. And, uh, and you think, and yet you go home to your little house with your mummy and daddy later, don't you? It's kind of a bit false. It's a bit Peter Andre. You know, Peter Andre, who strangely sees himself as some sort of pop star, talking to Alexandra, I can just about string two words together, Burke, the other day, who seems quite pleasant. He just wish you could talk properly. And, and he sort of was equating himself the same, although he did admit, finally, that he had to sing Mysterious Girl, the one-hand single, uh, some time ago. He said, and I felt embarrassed doing it. I thought, we felt embarrassed listening to you doing it in the jungle for the upteenth time. In fact, every time you open your mouth and go, Mysterious Girl, and he sort of, he's, he's obviously perfected the walk. It's just he can't sing for Toffee. And I don't know who would be Peter Andre fans, but uh, The Rude Awakening, I suspect, is just around the corner. I quite like, actually. Have you ever been to Nice? Yes, I have been to Nice. It's so much nicer in Nice. Actually, we stayed in Cannes, but we did go to Nice, which is good. Here's uh, Mike Tyson. He made Dermot Murnahan wince with pain. Every time I watch Dermot Murnahan, he's doing this eggheads programme on the television at the moment. And he's one of those irritate. He was irritating at ITN. He's irritating everywhere he goes. He does eggheads. And they go, right, here is the question. And the person comes back and he goes, so why did you pick that answer? And I'm saying, because they think it's the right one. Just get on with the quiz, you stupid man. We're not interested. I mean, apart from the fact the people the other side are just the most annoying ever. I mean, the little woman... Frankly, you know, we should have held her head under the water years ago. She is driving me to distraction. She knows everything. She knows every answer there is. You know, so who was the first man to buy a penny stamp? Well, that, I I know the answer to that. Oh, shut up! Oh, don't they drive you mad? And they go, and this is the best team. So small wonder they win every week because they're the best team. I just wish they'd replaced Dermot Murnaghan. a man and his ego soon parted. Boss, you know on Monday I went to Wix. Morning team, nice to be company. It's coming up to seven, eight minutes past six. Wednesday morning in London town, it's dark, it's miserable, satanic out there. Johnny says Daphne eggheads. She even pretends not to know the answers and then smugly gets it correct. It's this awful grin she's got on the programme. It just she's a sort of person. She could be a pub quiz bore. Apparently they've lost four in a row. That's good news, isn't it? So, uh, And even Stuart says, I can't watch it anymore because of that bore CJ. Is that CJ Amui. Who sits there... They've all got these smug looks. Even Daphne. Uh, no, sorry, not not Daphne. Who's the, was it Daphne? No, uh, sorry. Daphne is the one who's just irritating. Then they've got the one who won a million pounds. And it's just terrible, terrible like that. And, uh, And then they've got... Some bloke who used to drive trains or was a guard or something. A few other people. Whatever they are, they're irritating. And I did watch Loose Women the other day. And Denise and Colleen were back... And don't they just gag... Doesn't Denise bore the pants off everybody with her dreary life story? Oh, I got drunk that day, and I stood... And then I fell over again. And I stood up, and I fell over. Do you know, I feel I know too much about her life. Her and Colleen together, like two old washerwomen. You wish they'd just disappear off. Because, unfortunately, poor old Cherie's out on a limb. They just kind of, uh, leave her there. Which is a bit of a shame. Still to come, Steve Hargrave will go through some of the new music. He must be ex- absolutely exhausted at the moment, because he, um He, uh, was out in Leicester Square last night... For, uh, for the Disney extravaganza. Noreen says, love the pictures from yesterday. And, uh, yes, everybody's picked up on my, uh, my little joke with the Roonies, I'm afraid, which was quite good, which is just turn the child's name around, and it becomes far more entertaining. Uh, she, think, she said, you think somebody would have told them, if only? If only. we we'll have the horse racing as well a little bit later on. And oh, as well as the LBC behind-the-scenes pictures on the LBC website, there's also the Christmas lights, are on there. Adrian's been very busy yesterday. Now he's discovered how to work the camera. There's no stopping him. He's just out there, just click, 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 click. You know, you've only got to move in the office. Oh, look, I've dropped a Satsuma. Click, 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 click. He jumps out on people. Click, 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 you know. Just put the camera away, right? Put the camera. He's like, he's like one of these sort of people. Oh, hello. Click. You know. I've only got to stand up from the desk. Oh, hello, Steve. Click. Another picture. I'm being stalked. Very good day for JJ and family, so that's good news, isn't it? I won't read it out, but it is uh, good news. And um, and somebody says, being a bit of an insomniac, I often leave the radio on all night, and I wake up to you bitching about somebody. I don't call it bitching, I call it telling the truth. Telling the truth about people. Because 99.9% of you agree with me. We don't, very rarely do we get anything wrong at all, very rare. Uh, Bernie went along to the uh, Britain's Got Talent show auditions the other day. I told you Courtney from downstairs... Uh went off as well. He says, I was expecting massive queues, so I took a packed lunch and a flask. When I arrived at Earls Court, no queues, and went straight in. Oh, was it Earls Court, or was it, um, Olympia? Perhaps they were doing them all over the place yesterday. I was given a sticker with my ID, Uh taken to the audition studio, great. Really enjoyed it. So, we'll, we'll wait and see. So, that's good news. I can't wait to see the new series. Another bunch of, uh, of non-entities turning up on the television, boring the pants off us. Uh, Katie... We mentioned uh, Neil Harrison's new show, Great Pretenders, the musical, and this is upstairs at the Gatehouse in Highgate Village, and uh, they're in auditions at the moment there for their Christmas musical, High Society. Is that the one that goes high, high, high society, high society? <clears throat> I think it's a bit likely, isn't it, that one? And uh, they've got uh, Lee Proud from Billy Elliot to choreograph and Ollie Jackson from Chicago to be musical supervisor, which is good. Katie is a big Steve Allen fan and says, I try and listen to the show most mornings although I confess I sometimes manage to nod off. Sorry. Nod off, Katie. Good Lord. uh, Anyway, good luck to the uh, the Gatehouse in Highgate Village, North 6. They've got a website as well, uh, which I'm sure you can uh, find out. It's... uh, Upstairs at thegatehouse.com. And Neil Harrison is the, the man who fronts the bootleg Beatles. So he's written this musical, the Great Pretenders. So go on. Nice little, uh, nice little theatre. You should support local theatre. Because uh, it supports you. Coming up with Nick Ferrari this morning. Uh, pr- uh, doing the... I was going to say producing the papers, but reading the papers this morning. Is Will Straw, the editor of leftfootforward.org. A website promoting progressive politics that claims to be non-partisan. So he'll be looking. So I don't think he'll be mentioning any of the Twins or Jordan stories this morning. Uh, Plus, uh, a year since the US election. Do you feel let down by Obama? And also, how does the new Oxford Street crossing work? Tom Cheel is live from uh, New Oxford Street. The interesting thing is that the one at New Oxford Street costs £5.5 million. The one in Balham, which they had last year, cost £98,000. Can somebody explain to me how the one at Oxford Street costs five and a half million quid? For what? They haven't repositioned any of the shops, have they? Five and a half million pounds, your money, your money. And yet over at Ballam, or wherever it is, uh, 98,000 pounds. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, it's a little bit extravagant, isn't it? Five and a half million, that's the trouble, you vote these people in. And uh, not that I'm complaining about, you know, people we voted in. I don't think you can, really, because we put them there in the first place. But then you start thinking to yourself, £5.5 million pounds for putting some paving in? should we put it out? You know, if t- Oh, my God, fellas. Oh, dear, I tell you, catch Colleen in a bad light. It's not attractive, is it? In fact, she's beginning to look like... The- she's... The- they look like they've superimposed somebody else's head on the body. It doesn't look right. You know, uh, she's a bit like that, I'm afraid. Oh, the good way. If you want to lose weight... Tomatoes. they are obviously a glutter tomatoes, we were told a short while ago, and they're also going to come up with something to flog them to you. So they're now telling you that tomatoes uh, keep you trim. Eat lots of tomatoes. Eating the fruit leaves you feeling satisfied, suppressing the urge to snack. What a load of old baloney! What a load of old baloney, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, a small group of normal-weight women, aged between 18 and 35, were offered cream cheese sandwiches that had been made with either white bread or bread that had been enriched with carrots or tomatoes. What a pile of bologna. What a pile of bologna. So what they're saying now is, eat more tomatoes, and in fact it's marvellous. It can ward off a host of cancers, including breast, cervical, skin, lung, bladder and pancreatic. The miracle food. The miracle food. Eat as many as you can, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got... Tons of the blasted things, and they've got to shift them. Very shortly, they'll actually be telling you that Christmas pudding's good for you. Christmas pudding and mince pies and turkey and stuffing, and it's very good for you. In fact, the more mince pies you eat, the healthier you will become. And the slimmer you will become, especially if you add thick double cream on the top. And don't forget, if you really want to make sure they work properly, warm the mince pies through gently. Okay, not too hot, but just warm so that when you put on the thick double cream on the top, it just melts into the pie. That's the Steve Allen diet for today. Okay, Jenny Barnett was drinking something from a very strange water bottle the other day. I don't know what it was. 59, sorry? Is that what she's drinking? 59 different types of grasses. Is that what it was in the bottle? looked like something you dredged up from a pond, to be honest with you. And she was drinking it. Even my boss went, what is that? And Jenny goes, um, it's, um my drink. Yes, everybody asks her what it is because to be honest with you, I thought it was a sample that she was taking in. I had no idea and she pours it into this glass. She, quite a big sample. Also quite a trick to get it in the bottle, I thought. But, uh, so she was drinking it. She does drink the most peculiar things. She really does. But, but, uh, but funny at the same time. Uh, oh, I'll tell you in a moment uh, why shopping is fun, but only if you're thin. So eat, eat, eat. Tomatoes. Good for you. Here's the News. LBC 97.3... 97.3. Morning, every 19 minutes past six. Jones had a look at the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and then you click on Behind the Scenes, and it's the photo session from yesterday. She has a little poodle on the LBC site. It's so cute. It's not a poodle. It's a Bichon Frise. Whatever that is. It looks like it, but I promise you, it's nothing like a poodle when you see it close up. It's very cute, but it doesn't look not at all like a poodle. I promise you, they'd be quite upset. Quite upset. Steve Hargrave was out uh, dusting himself lightly with snow the other evening. In <laughs> ice square. You must be exhausted at the moment.
1: It's all over the shop. It's weird. You are, aren't you? It's it's, it's all it's all a bit busy. Yeah. That was a bit was a bit weird. Yeah, the yeah. square and the old uh, premiere for uh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Quite nice. But yeah, I was covered in uh, my jacket was still covered
0: in the fake snow. No, we actually because the great thing is here we we can actually look out of the window in the office and we, we can stay watch away them away from it and and actually well exactly and watch them putting it all together.
1: <laughs> and you can at the end of the day you can walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: lovely. I, I noticed you <laughs> had to suffer that. with Peter Andre. He didn't sing, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. Thank he
1: God just for interrupted that. Interrupted. Me speaking to Bob Hoskins, which was rather funny.
0: Yes, I know. Yes, I noticed you talking to Bob <laughs> Hoskins. I saw that bit. I saw Peter Andre hovering. He'll do anything for a bit of bit of cheap publicity.
1: boy. <laughs> people probably haven't seen it, it which uh, Bob Hoskins got interrupted. He interrupted Bob Hoskins talking to me. And then when Bob Hosk, I said to Bob Hoskins, do you, "Do you like Peter Andre?" He was like, "Yeah." It's the business. <laughs> it's the business. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> what a pro. Who
0: is he? Who is he?
1: <laughs> we're oh, all I in I just saw that yeah. Oh, <laughs> who,
0: who, who was singing down there? I can't remember who was singing.
1: Um, the well, the choir or the It was Andre there,
0: Bocelli, wasn't there?:
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah.'t I didn't, I didn't see anyone else singing myself. I just saw the um the choir, but we were down there quite late. Yeah. looked I pretty, though, didn't it? It looked pretty. It was, it was good. Is it all
0: cleared up today, if they managed to... Uh... Uh, it's all... St- they've started dismantling obviously, last night. All the trees are down, and they've started... Yeah. With- it's amazing how one minute's there, then the next minute it's all pulled out. I don't know why they bother well, putting grass in the square, to be honest with you. It's, it's covered up so for much, most of the year. There's
1: so much money there. You see where all the money
0: goes these Oh, stocks, God, yeah. yes. Yeah, and the it's, other thing is, enough. all these trees, they must have had about 20 to 25, 30 good-sized Christmas trees, which they've sprayed with snow, and which they'll probably now throw away. Oh, yeah. That's awful, because Hugh, Hugh Broom wanted to take them home and sell them.
1: Yeah, nah, all probably in a big skip round the back. Yes, and well, over. that's
0: what we're saying. If there is a big skit, we're all going to... I'm dragging I'm dragging one home on the train. I'd love to actually arrive on the train with a ten-foot tris- Christmas tree to see how far you could get. Yeah, and the choir, <laughs> which would be good. Anyway, quickly, on to the
1: music. <laughs> all right, let's have a bit of the swell season. Glenn Hansard, Mucky uh, Glover, they were in this film once, uh, which was very good. They won an Oscar for that, mm-hmm. for one of their songs. They're back on the second album. They were going to have a gig this week. People who had a ticket probably know that that's been uh, delayed until January the 14th. But I thought we'd play a track off the new album. So here's the song of the squad season. It's called Feeling the Pool. I quite like that, actually. No, it's, it's quite nice, quite this nice. Is, it's not bad. It's pretty sort of uh, Van Morrison-y kind of thing. That I thought
0: done. it was a bit like that... Uh his lottie thing you know
1: and me and my dad driving the car oh yeah, yeah it's better than that yeah.
0: yeah it's a bit like that though it, it reminds me of that that kind of sort of riff just better yeah just just better yeah okay right <laughs> i like that feeling the pull. <laughs> the pool. um <laughs> yep steve martin Next.
1: steve martin <laughs> yes the uh, the comic is playing this week at the royal festival Hall on monday Good Lord. he's doing not his comedy he's, he's doing the banjo like Ooh, you
0: how l- like me
1: it's just like you I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get up and have a little play with it. God I
0: could well that's nice thank yeah. you i <laughs> <You're really> thrilled <laughs> <laughs> then
1: you can play the banjo yes really. uh, so, okay. uh, so yeah he's, he played the banjo all, all of his career actually He did it when he first started as well but mm. now he's doing it just the banjo it's not actually comedy he's got an album out called The Crow new songs for the five string banjo which has a lot of guests but this song that we're going to play a little bit from is really him singing uh, then he doesn't sing on all of them. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is one where he does sing, and him playing the banjo, obviously. It's the track called "Late for School."
0: And I got God warning last semester. Told my mom and keep a standing O. And that's all we've got of it because on the website yeah. they don't actually let you have any more.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was v- v- very clever
0: thing. marketing. I quite like that. <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> I think it's actually good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty good. And like I say, it's weird, because the rest of the album, has other guests singing, and some of them are a lot of instrumentals and things. Yeah, so, uh, clever. It's awesome, doing very well in the States.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And finally...
1: Biffy Clyro, a Scottish band. They've been going for quite a while. This is going to be their most commercial album released ever. This is them really sort of making an attempt to hit the big time and, and, and sort of sell a lot of albums, basically, with this, this record. The album's out on Monday. It's called Only Revolution's. And they play next Wednesday at Brixton Academy as well. So this is uh, this is what it sounds like if you're a band trying to trying to hit it big now. And this is a track called The Captain. Fall to the floor like they I
0: to Blimey, I've liked them all this week. Must be something to matter with me.
1: <laughs> I like that one a
0: lot. Scottish band. It is.
1: It is good. They've always been very good, but they they sort of been. They still are very loud. Mm. But. Uh, that you can definitely notice that they're sort of they've smooth out yeah, the edges slightly just to appeal to a wide audience. That's feeling very, old. very good.
0: I've started liking too many things you're coming up with recently. <laughs> not so good. Anyway, it's going to be uh, JLS uh, ruling uh, the charts again this weekend. Yeah,
1: so X Factor, X Factor, X Factor has been for the last yes. sort of uh, month or so constantly. I mean, it just shows you the power of the show. JLS oh, number one huge. this weekend. Huge. Huge. And uh, the, their album's out next week, JLS, so probably a number one album next week as well. Yeah, you've got, yeah, got, yeah, got Leonie go album
0: out, Alexandra Burke's <sighs> album out.
1: Absolutely. It's just not the power of just being on it, it's the power of Appearing, even if you're someone else, just for the week.
0: So. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking of appearing myself. I think we should, shouldn't we? With my new oh, best friend, yeah. Jamie Cullum.
1: <laughs> Jamie Cullum. I the love Co- Jamie Cullum. <laughs> Cullum. He's he's my
0: guest in conversation this Sunday. He is lovely. He's lovely. Great, isn't he? He's so he's really nice.
1: nice. Oh, Glastonbury has spoke to him. Yes, yeah. he was there with Sophie Dahl, and Sophie Dahl was getting absolutely hounded by the, the paparazzi yeah. following her around, and he was just. You could see he was like,
0: oh, my God. He actually, in fact, I, I, in all the interviews I, I read about him, he doesn't like talking about their relationship. He said it, it's private, so I had to ask him about it. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, I think he handled that very well indeed. He's, he's absolutely lovely.
1: He's a, he's a, if he understands that you weren't asking because you kind yeah. of had to, it'll be, you
0: know, you're not going to pry too much. No, so. absolutely. I said, uh, then, you know, that's what I do. I said, it'd be a bit pointless for an interview to start asking you dumb questions you don't want to talk about. I said, yeah, you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't really get anything going. But we, we love him. He's at the Palladium on
1: the 16th. Palladium, 16th of May. Yeah, they announced that one, so you can get
0: tickets back. Excellent. Now. Listen, you, well, I'll, I'll let you... Are you going to work today or back to bed? Oh, I've got to go, am... I've got to go, i
1: got to go. Bye. I've got to go,
0: yeah. Bye. 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 Cool blame me. This is LBC. As predicted, no wonga for the newsroom today, says Alex. Therefore, no pies. Mm. Therefore, a much slimmer Matthew Schofield. Well, that's probably not, not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Coming up to Christmas, you and know. And it's photo day today, so I'm going to have to hold oh, so early, I have mine I mean. done yesterday. Oh, believe you me. I, I mean, I don't know if you've worked out how, how to get there. I looked at the map. And yes, it's, it's, I've never been there before. No, no. I, I mean, didn't I know I it existed. Got, I've never been there either. Where is it, Hoxton? Hoxton. Something. Something. Oh, and dear. It, it's under a railway arch. Oh, behind a council estate. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting area. It's an interesting area, and Andrew Pierce and I left in convoy. It was easier that way, right? But it's Security like they'll, they'll, they'll look after you. Have loads of makeup. Oh, really? And no, believe you me, you will. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and it's it's all over. There's a very nice man called Kevin, right. Who's from Newcastle, mm. who takes a picture. Who looks about twelve. What about the actual the styling? The styling. Well, yes. Have you had a look at the pictures on the LBC website? Are they up already? The well, new the, ones? No the uh, the behind the scenes. Oh yes, yes. Is, you is and there. I feature quite highly, I think. Yes, exactly. I, I, I get a lot of hits on that. I think yeah. mainly out, out of curiosity people go, we've heard him, let's have a look with it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, it's quite nice. You, you, you'll go in there, they'll probably make, make you take your shirt off. Right. Uh, I think they just do that to have a laugh at your body. Yeah, well, I've got a vest on, so that's all right. Uh, good. Well, yeah. thank goodness for that. Yeah. I actually took a shirt and thinking it looks okay, and she went, I'll just give that an iron. Well, I brought some with me some spare ones because oh, just in case the colour's wrong you don't need to worry about, about trousers I put on a pair of trousers you can wear jeans because they're only shooting from the waist upwards oh well I've got my suit on today oh well that's well that's She's very, very impressive very well I can't wait to see this <laughs> Heavens- I might even break open the mince pies for you but uh, it's you an honour it is an honour actually, actually we probably better not best to be as thin as you can for the photos mm. what, what time? Uh, three o'clock. Oh, my lord, you'll have put on a ton of weight by that time. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, Alex had lordship, fifth out of 12, lost mm. £2, £21.15 in the debt. Uh, your uh, no longer was fourth, mm. so you lost £2, mm. only out of seven. Uh, you're now up to £63.66. But Alex has crept over that £20 mark. He has, I notice. yes. Yes, only a little bit, though. Only a little it's bit. still there. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see you do, do, do something today. He's off to Kempton for the 8.50. Cheery Cat. Cheery I, Cat. They also go at Chepstow, Nottingham and Warwick. Uh, but I'm also going at Kempton, the 5.50. Mm-hmm. Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. Everybody should have an Uncle Fred. Yeah. I like that. I like the sound of that. Um, well, I, I might offer a mince pie later, but only as an incentive. I might wait till tomorrow. You think? Or four o'clock. I'll yes, have I, four I have o'clock. to be honest. <laughs> I actually, yesterday, didn't eat anything after I came <laughs> off air, because I was so worried. And she said to me, can you tuck your shirt in? No. I, I Well, <laughs> she made me. Did she? Yes, because she uh. said, we need to get some lines. And they'll pin your jacket at the back, Will so they? it gives you a, a slimmer look. Oh, I like that. Yeah, exactly. well, I'm, exactly. I've yet to see the finished result. I said, if you can make me slimmer, I said, I'm taking you home. <laughs> you could be the next Mrs. Allen. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, yes, the next Mrs. What am I talking about? The first Mrs. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, maybe, if yes. I survive it. You'll yeah. survive. It'll be great. You'll Good. love it. OK, Matthew, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's Matthew Schofield. So they're all having their, their pictures. Oh, so they've got pictures done today. I'd love to see the lineup for uh, for today. Uh, I did see the lights at St Paul's, and, and in, in response to a lot of people saying, what were the lights at St Paul's? I thought they were just playing, actually, on the cathedral. I, I wasn't... Uh, w- there aren't any sort of street lights as such, whereas Oxford Street, Regent Street have got... Lights across the street. They don't see. They didn't seem to have that at St Paul's. I'll have to check with Nicola a little bit later on. In fact, Lynn says, I'm, uh, "Do the lights look better in reality?" Um, they're like last year's. Actually, in fact, they are last year's lights. Some of them. They're those netting things, and th- th- which I think we had last year. They look quite nice, you know. And I, I, I don't. I don't mind them at all. Actually, yeah, you know me, I'm quite happy to have uh, to have lights. I tell you, what I'm disappointed at this morning though. Not only disappointed, a little bit. Mm, you know. At Christmas time, many of you will probably buy tins of Roses chocolates. Because we like having a tin of chocolate. We've had loads of tins of sweeties, you know, around the building in previous Christmases. Well, they're doing away with the tin, they're going to be in a cardboard box. How boring is that? The whole idea of having a tin is you've got something to play with later. It's a drum, or you can put it on your head and be the tin man. Or you can put your feet in it and pretend you're sort of skateboarding. You can do anything with the tin. Or you can put cakes in it, or biscuits, or something like that. And now it's going to be a cardboard box? How boring is that? Not a fan, I'm afraid. Not a fan of that. But we have found the most expensive rail ticket in Britain. And I'll tell you, it's from uh, Cornwall to the remote Scotting, Scottish fishing village of Kyle of Lochalsh, And it's £1,000 if you buy it on the day. Nobody so far has bought this ticket, but as somebody from the rail company says, we've got to have a price for every route. If you buy it in advance, it's only £530. Cheaper to get a car, isn't it? I would have thought so. Sounds lovely, though, doesn't it? A remote Scottish fishing village. How wonderful. I've often thought, you know, I should do that. Try and, try and get in touch with myself. And sort of move to a remote Scottish fishing village. Just me and about 300 tins of Heinz tomato soup. Uh, and loads of, uh, of bread that I can sort of bake and do, you know, do something with. And just live my life out sort of staring at the water. It must be quite peaceful, actually. I quite like the idea. I'll think about it shortly. Uh, There's um, a gang here. Uh, They're called the Wright family. Uh, They're not very pleasant. Uh, What they've done is they've built themselves some houses, and they've named the roads in the houses, in little avenues that they've put together. Uh, they're, They're a family who do illegal tipping, waste disposal and car scrapping, and they've got convictions for it. So they've named all the roads after it. And the police moved in the other day and took them all down. And the family said, what are you doing? And the council have said, well, you haven't got any permission from doing this. You can't just stick up road signs, you stupid ignoramus. And so they're now saying, we're actually going go to go uh, to court and challenge this. And you think, you're as stupid as you look, aren't you? They're in the paper today. Uh, the BBC is still talking about this uh, no poppies, and how they danced to the tune of health and safety. And a poor couple today, or well, the other day, who turned up at one of these uh, council tip places, carrying their rubbish... And the council went, no, 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 no. so sorry, sorry, you can't do that. You cannot walk in here with your rubbish. Go home and get the car. So they made them go home. This is to be green. Pick up the car and drive back. It's on the grounds of health and safety. So they're not allowed to walk into the council tip and dump their rubbish. They've got to go and get the car. How dumb are some of these councils? Do you know, health and safety nowadays, pff, wouldn't give you threepence for it. But I like Bernard White. Bernard White has got a filling station with old petrol pumps. The old... I mean, even older than you can imagine petrol pumps. Because every time I go to a garage, they're always updating the pumps. And I always think, that's why you're making so much money, because you're ripping us off. What with the government ripping us off with the duty. And now we've got... But these are old-fashioned FINA pumps. They do diesel. And I used to live in a garage. Well, that's not strictly true. We lived in a caravan on a garage site. And I used to help out in the garage in the days when, in the winter... Cars would pull in, and it wasn't self-service. You, the, the car would drive over, you'd go, bing, bing, bing. And you'd go out there, and they'd go, uh, f- fill her up. And you'd turn the handle, and you'd put the thing in, and you'd stand there, and they'd go, you're right? And you'd go, I'm fine, thank you. And then they'd have to walk back with you to the office, and you'd pay pay the money, and you'd give them their green shield stamps. And this man's got pumps like this. They they stem from the 1950s. They're really nice. It's, it's a bit of old-fashioned. He said, I'm going to keep going. Uh, in the 1950s, petrol was... 15 pence a gallon. 15 pence. The annual road tax was 10 pounds. Fuel tax was 7.5 pence per gallon. Total road tax revenue, 130 million. Total cars in the UK, 2.25 million. How many now? 27 million cars in the UK. A new family car, the Ford Popular. I had a Ford Popular. A brand-new one was £360. I bought my first second-hand Ford Popular. It had three gears and a reverse, and the windscreen wipers worked on compression. So the faster you went, the slower they went. The slower you were going, the faster the windscreen wipers. So going down the motorway at more than 40 miles an hour was a nightmare, because you couldn't see anything. used to get the rain coming in the front. I paid £100 for it, and that was a lot of money. A Ford Focus now is £13.50. Thousand. Strangely enough, what has gone down over the years is road deaths. In 1950, annual road deaths, 5,012. Annual road deaths now, 2,538. All totally pointless, of course, but I'm constantly seeing people driving down the motorway at excessive speeds. I mentioned before, they're not messing around in uh, Saudi Arabia. A court in Riyadh has approved the death sentence of a man who raped five children. He'll be beheaded and crucified. And uh, crucifixion, of course, means tying the body to wooden beams to be displayed to the public after he's been decapitated by a professional swordsman. It's obviously not a deterrent, though, is it? Quite clearly, the death penalty, much as though most people in this country in a recent survey said, yes, we would like the death penalty back, it quite clearly isn't. This man raped children. Uh, One of them, they were between three and seven years old. He dumped the body in the the desert, so quite rightly gets the death. Over here, you'd probably get community service or something. That's how it appears. I mean, over here, they've often said you could mow down an entire bus stop full of young people waiting to go to school. And, and they'd go, well, you've a bad day, haven't you? You've had a bad life. Like the person who's in the paper today, who's a, a sex change, who uh, has been stealing, almost, you know, on, on a regular basis over the years. And the judge has said, listen, I'm not going to send you to, uh, to prison because I think you've suffered enough in your life. <laughs> the point of having judges, is there, when, when, when there is no deterrent for anybody at all? I mean, you could just rip this country off for as much as you like and they probably just get, well, you've had a bad day. Goodness sake, nothing the matter with that, is there? Uh, John in Helsinki says, I'm coming to Camden and Kentish Town next week. Anything in particular I need to know about these places? Yes, watch your wallet. Watch your wallet, okay? Uh, because there's a lot of, especially in Camden, there are good bits of Camden and then there's not so good bits of Camden. So anywhere where there are crowds, they're good. Uh, had a power cut last night, said Patsy. This morning, 5am, up for work. No water, no heating. Not amused, but at least the electric's on, so that's good news. And I've looked at the photographs. Do love the colour of the blue shirt you were wearing. You look very smart. Why the clips? The clips to hold the jacket in to make me look even more gorgeous. As if that were possible. If you go to lbc.co.uk and you click on the link for Behind the Scenes, that's the uh, picture session from yesterday. And you can have a look at how gorgeous we're going to look. God knows what the finished result is going to be. God knows if it just based on what we looked like yesterday. I think I look quite good, actually. Quite good. Well, you know, you get to a certain age and you're blind as a bat anyway. Makes no difference to me. And the photographer's going, can you put put your chin down, lean forward. to it. It's like doing a balancing act. You know, can you do that? Move, move your hands out to one side, put your hands behind your back. OK, hold on to your pe- lapels. I thought I was about to do the Lambeth Walk. Quarter to seven. News headlines. Matthew Schofield. The Unite Union says it's delighted by Jim. Jen- Steve Allen. Morning, every Nice to be company. Eleven minutes to seven. It's brightening up a little bit. I say brightening up a little bit. Still, still dark out there. Uh, Grads listens to the show every day, knowing your love of Christmas. Uh, there is a website, Visit London.com forward slash London Christmas Carol. Number one, watch the launch of the Capital's biggest ever Christmas celebrations. Get your skates on and do the magical winter wonderland in the heart of London, because there's going to be skating rinks everywhere. These are the festive things for you to do today. Uh, don't miss Peter Pan moving to the O2 for the Christmas period, and experience a traditional Cologne Christmas market on London's South Bank. Do you know, I felt really embarrassed the other day. I got on a bus and a lady got off and she was talking to her children and saying, right, we need to go to the Haywood Gallery. And she gets off the bus and she says to me, we're outside Waterloo. Do you know where the Haywood Gallery is? And do you know, for them, I had a brief blank, complete. And I said, I'm terribly sorry, I've got no idea. And I, every time I go over Waterloo Bridge, that's where the Haywood Gallery is, just on the right-hand side. Really embarrassing. How daft am I, I'm afraid. Uh, other things you can do in London. I like the idea of the Cologne Christmas Market. If it's the one that was there last year, they, they, they were doing um, some lovely hot sausages. And it's lovely when it's, when it's a cold winter night. You cannot beat a vorst. I'm sorry, I'm just that kind of person. Absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Turned out the people last year doing it were li- regular listeners to the programme. So I was very happy. New Renaissance galleries at the V&A Museum, opening the 2nd of December. And uh, that you will enjoy. Christmas at the Museum of London. Christmas at Hampton Court, of course. And hopefully they'll be having... They're, they're, they're doing some more Tudor, uh, Tudor cookery. And that's really interesting, because you go through the kitchens, and there's people dressed up. Well, I'm assuming they're dressed up. They can't be that old, surely. And and they're actually eating food, which, which would have been eaten in Tudor times. And it's quite interesting, because they, they, they sort of chat away. And you feel you could sort of... Eat. It's like walking over to them and sort of looking and well, what's that? And they go, oh, here you are, young sir, they say to me. <laughs> young sir. The man at Twickenham Railway Station says to me every morning, I go in, morning, young man. I thought, he must be blind or something. I'm a look older than he does. <laughs> at least people say that to you. I think it's out of sympathy. Uh, you look great in your photo. The cream is obviously working, says Anne. Maybe this Christmas you could uh, all club together and buy Ken Livingston a new suit, maybe a red one. He has only got the one suit. <laughs> it is that beige suit. It's, it's the only one. Whereas I've got a whole wardrobe of stuff. But uh, the pictures are good. So if you go to the LBC website, have a look at... Behind the scenes. Uh, 84850. Sophie, yes, three. Thank you for asking. Uh, High Society. Is that the musical, says Richie? Nice to have you back with us. That features a song, well, did you ever all the time? No, I don't know. No, wait a minute. There's a song like that, though, isn't there? You know, have you heard about the news? Yesterday we collide with Mars. Well, did you ever? What a swell party. It's called A Swell Party. You'll think, yeah, it's a, what swell party, a swell, elegant, elegant party. It's, I'm lucky I can sing, actually, and hold a tune. Unfortunately, I just can't impart it to you. Uh, I saw something on YouTube the other day, and I want one. And I can't remember what it's called. All I can tell you is, it's somebody, they, 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 they've got a bass, which is quite clearly a magnet. And it's quite, obviously, a powerful magnet, whether it's electronic or I've got no idea. And they spin this little top above it on and they lift up the disc and then they move the disc away and this little top remains spinning in mid air and then they put glasses around it and ev- and I think Do you know I want one of these because I've got a little ball that suspends in mid air but it's on a little it's like a little light thing, which is quite nice. And it's it's again it's it's magnetic. And once you've got it in the right position it will stay there and it will spin and the light reflects round it and it sends patterns all round Well it doesn't really. Uh, but that's the whole idea. But I want one of these things on YouTube. I've got no idea what it's called, but I thought some it's probably on one of these sites like I want one of those dot co.uk or dot com. Uh, there's a Christmas fair at Hatfield House this weekend, says Sarah. Good. Um Another one here, it says, that's crazy how much a train ticket costs. I've just bought a ticket to see my missus. Uh, Is it Gdansk, Poland? £27.50 return. I know. But the trouble is, it's probably a train journey that not a lot of people would do. Mind you, now we've actually said it's a remote Scottish village, you'll all be going, do you know that sounds fun? Let's just go up there and wave at local people. Steve Allen said, we'd like to come up here. Steve, I went to visit St Paul's during half-term, was shocked the admission is £11 each. Couldn't afford £44 for us, but the admission on the Lord Mayor's Show Day is free. They do that to to stop people just going in there. If if you're going in to pray, then you can go into a side bit, because people used to go, I'm actually going to do a prayer. And so you'd get in that way, but now they actually charge to go into, uh, into St Paul's. Mind you, you have to pay to go into Westminster Abbey. See, I think if you live and work in London, it should be free. I think you should be allowed to go in there. You go, excuse me, I live and work in London. I'm not a tourist. I'm not a, I'm not a tourist. I actually want to, to come in and have a look round at, at some of my history. You know? they always go, we have to pay to go in. It's quite expensive. It's worth it when you go in, but they've crammed it into Westminster Abbey. Looks so big from the outside, and yet so, so small outside. <laughs> What's it the other way around? Anyway, whatever it is inside, you have to go there, because it's just it's part of our kind of thing. It's always nice at Christmas. We talked about Michael Barrymore the other day, that he's helping out a friend in Epping, and uh, two papers now have picked up on him. Is he really an odd job man? Once the richest entertainer on television, apparently had to pay his uh, ex-wife, who masterminded his, his career, really, Cheryl, and then they, then they split up. He, he paid her money, and, and then it all went, went belly up, as they say, that night, and Stuart Lubbock, and we don't know because we weren't there, but uh, no charges were ever brought, but his career collapsed, and, uh, far from having the nice smart cars, nothing now lives in Ealing, apparently, at a £400,000 flat, seems to be fairly happy, he's got two projects in hand he's no quitter, say, uh, his friends there's a website, which, uh, tells people what he's, uh, doing, I suppose there must still be fans for Michael Barrowman, I just, uh, and there's still a, there's still a, um, a, show, I believe uh, on the shelf which was recorded before all this, uh, this trouble kicked off, and then um, and nothing happened to it so well, there you go we talked earlier on about this first-class rail journey from Cornwall, but you can do loads of things. You can actually go on the Orient Express, London to Zurich, including an evening meal in the dining car for 1000 You can take a trans-Siberian rail ticket, Moscow, to Mongolia, to Beijing, for £995. It seems good value, doesn't it? A return flight to New York, business class, three nights at a five-star hotel in Times Square, £989. You can have seven nights in Mauritius... In a three star hotel, half board including flights and transfers for eight hundred and forty nine pounds, or failing that, a thirteen night thirteen night transatlantic cruise from Southampton to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, with Royal Caribbean, including return flights to the UK based on twin sharing, six hundred and forty nine pounds. Proving that the cheapest thing you can do is cruise nowadays, because once once you're actually on board uh, you've only got to pay for your booze. All your food, you can eat 24 hours a day, should you so desire, is absolutely free of charge. Uh, other stories in the papers today. Do buy a poppy. In fact, they've actually got a, an advert in the British Legion campaign. And it's of uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dunning, who was uh, crippled, lost his uh, legs. And the slogan just says, for his sake wear a poppy. And everybody should wear them. Young, old, it doesn't matter. And there's no correct way to wear it. I'd better tell you that now. Some rather misguided people are saying, oh, the, the green leaf has got to be pointing to 11. No, it hasn't. It re- Although I did see a woman the other day who had the poppy on backwards. And the leaf was sticking out the front. And I, I felt like saying, you've got it on round the wrong way. The bright shiny red bit and the black bit is supposed to be facing the front. But uh, there's no correct way to wear a poppy. You just wear it. It doesn't matter how much you give. Just give some money because they gave, and that's why you should give as well. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Oh, Stephen Chope says, "As Peter Andre just walked into the studio, I thought I just heard him uh, singing. See, I'm, I'm that. I'm not that bad, am I? Lord, I thought I, I thought it was quite good actually. It's called a Levitron. This thing, and apparently Amazon sell it. Well, of course, now you've told me. I'm shocked. Sure, but uh, this one looked a bit professional." Because I'm sure I've bought one over the years, because I'm quite fascinated by things like that. And I'm sure that this this floating disc, perhaps, it, perhaps it, there's, a, there's a different version of it. I shall have a look a little bit later. Uh, all Out Singing, mostly for the X Factor people who can't sing, weren't. Mainly because you've got the st- two stupid boys who can't sing. You've got uh, Ollie, who really can't sing, I'm afraid. You've got poor old Stacey Solomon. Actually, I've roused in the office. I've roused with Andy in The Office, who's a big fan of Stacey Solomon. I'm the only one who's not a big fan. Lloyd Daniels, another waste of space, I'm afraid. Jamie could win. Could be between Jamie and and Daniel, I think. Certainly up to God this week you finally kick out the two village idiots. Let's get rid of them and just have a proper programme. But there again, Simon wouldn't make any, any money. And I suppose he's not doing too bad. He's got to save up, hasn't he, for Barbados at Christmas <laughs> with Michael Widder. Lovely. Listen, that's it for this morning. Do go to the LBC website. Do do check out the uh, behind-the-scenes, as I say, the things we have to do to suffer for our art, and then eventually you will get to see the pictures online. We'll, we'll make sure they go up there, but that, that could be a couple of months away, so for the meantime, you can go behind-the-scenes. Also, on the same website, lbc.co.uk... You can learn how to podcast, and that really will change your life because never again will you have to say, Oh, there's nothing on the radio, because all you have to do is listen to a, an old podcast. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Today I'm talking to Sue Hansen, Miss Diane from Crossroads. She's going to be a future in conversation guest. Have a great day. Nick's with you next after the news on LBC.
1: In times like these, a-